This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. Get ready to live, learn, and discover. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Uh, On today's third episode of the podcast slash vlog, we're going to be talking about a totally new topic. Today's topic was actually recommended by one of my subscribers on YouTube, so shout out to Happy Wanderlust. Um... The gentleman there, Anthony, great guy um, with a good channel and a lot of cool content on it, so definitely check him out. He suggested on the last episode that we talk about how to find overlanding destinations and kind of the process that goes into researching that. So that's what this episode's going to be about. So welcome, everybody. If this is your first time tuning in, check me out on all the podcast channels. Definitely uh, lots of content up on there and more to come. Um, Also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So wherever works best for you, check it out. So today, again, we're going to be talking about finding overlanding destinations. And I want to kind of break it up into a few main topics to discuss. So one of those topics is how do I find ideas uh, for where I want to go on on trips? Uh, A lot of the times what I will actually use is I will use Facebook pages and groups and things like that. So I'm going to go into detail on that here in just a little bit. Another way that I will find uh, examples of, you know, awesome trips and things like that is I will use YouTube as a search engine and I will go in and search for overlanding comma Indiana, overlanding comma Kentucky. And again, I'll dive into that more in more detail here in a second. But so YouTube and Google are two important tools in finding ideas for places to go overlanding. Uh, Another thing that I'm going to talk about is national forest maps and websites. So that's another great resource that can give you a lot of information as far as availability of trails, difficulty of trails, what kind of vehicles are allowed on those trails. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And then lastly, locals. So once you've kind of planned your trip, you've come up with the idea for where you want to go, a lot of the times you're just you're going to get out there, you're going to have your maps, you're going to have your GPS coordinates, you're going to have a, a rough idea of where you're going to go, but you're going to miss a lot of the great stuff if you don't, you know, actually reach out a little bit, make some new friends and talk to local people that know the trails or know the area better than you and can give you some suggestions for places that are, you know, awesome that may not have been on that Google search or in that YouTube video. So those are the kind of the five main things that I want to cover today. So let's dive right in. Um, starting with Facebook pages and groups. So personally, I'm a member of a number of overlanding related Facebook pages. So definitely, you know, look for things that are local to you. One of the big ones that I'm a member of is Midwest Overlanding. So if you're in the Midwest like me, that would be a great one to check out. It's a big group, maybe 3,500, 4,000 people by now. Um, Super helpful, awesome guys. Uh, So check that out for sure. 
Um, but on there, there are definitely there are people from. So I'm in Indiana. There are people in Ohio. There are people in Kentucky, Wisconsin, Michigan, all over the place, all around me, that are constantly posting about cool events that are going on, um, awesome trails that they've found, asking for tips and advice, um, people sharing GPX files, things like that on Google Maps. Um, so there's there's a ton of great information to be gleaned from there, and that's kind of my first go-to. So if I'm thinking about doing a trip. I'll usually go on there and say, hey guys, you know, I'd love to find something in Kentucky. What are your recommendations, anybody from down around there? And someone will pop up and say, you know, oh, go to Land Between the Lakes or go here. You know, they'll, they'll give you some ideas for cool trips to check out. They may have some maps with some coordinates of things that, again, you wouldn't have found otherwise. Uh, so that's definitely a great way to do some research on trips and, and get people's opinions too because, again, you may watch a really awesome YouTube video and it looks amazing and then you get there and it's just all sand roads and you know gravel roads and things like that and there's no challenge to it if you're looking for challenging. Uh, so definitely ask people frequently in those groups. Don't feel bad asking questions. Um, again, that's what they're there for. Uh, some people again may share maps with you so that would be something to ask for as well it's like hey great thanks for the suggestion do you happen to have a map file a google map file or some sort of a map file that i could use to find that or any resources that you could point me to so that's number one facebook pages and groups definitely use those to your advantage uh, and ask a lot of questions so topic number two youtube videos slash google um, as you probably know youtube is owned by google so they're very similar and and it's actually after Google, YouTube is the second largest search uh, channel out there. So there's definitely a lot of great information that you can garner from YouTube videos and Google reviews. So again, you've kind of gone through step one. You've looked on Facebook. You've talked to a couple of folks uh, in a group, and you've gotten some good ideas. Now go to YouTube and start searching for, you know, Kentucky Adventure Trail, for example, if, if that's one that you're looking for, or like the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail, which has an unfortunate uh, acronym, but, you know, don't take my word for it. Um, so, you know, go to YouTube, look at videos on there. Again, that'll give you a lot of idea as to maybe some of the cooler things that don't appear on a map, but that some people found, uh, you could reach out to those content producers and, you know, I'm sure most of them would be happy to share like, Hey, yeah, I do have the GPS coordinates for this really cool waterfall that I found, for example. Um, so check out YouTube videos. That'll give you a good idea of, you know, kind of what to expect, um, you could also, you know, subscribe to those channels because if they're in your area, then they're probably going to be posting fairly frequently new trips and new ideas for places to go that are around you. So definitely check out YouTube videos. Uh, once you see an area or a trail you want to check out, hit up Google and look for websites related to it. Again, I keep kind of going back to the Kentucky Adventure Trail, but that's one that I'm really interested in doing and kind of planning to maybe do this year. Uh, it's pretty close to me. It's not that far away. It's about a 500 mile total trip. So they say I think it takes about a week to do uh, if you're going to do the whole thing. But it has a lot of varying challenge levels too. So I went and I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on it. I did some Google searches. I actually found a website uh, from the people who founded and created the Kentucky Adventure Trail. And they've got map files on there. They've got a lot of information about it. They've got kind of some highlights. So that's definitely something to check out as well. So that's some further planning that you can do there. So another thing to consider when you're engaging with folks on YouTube, so when you're watching these YouTube videos of people that you know, have been on these trips that maybe you're considering or you're, you're researching or interested in doing, there are a number of ways to reach out to them. So generally, especially the bigger channels like uh, Overland Bound or um, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, Overland Bound um, is the big one. 
But if you are watching these videos, they probably have a number of different ways to engage with them. So for example, Overland Bound has a website with a forum on it. So if you watch one of their videos and you see a trip that they went on that you're interested in, take the next step then, go to their website, search their forums and see if you can't find more information on that or maybe other people that have done it. Um, you, that way you will give you the opportunity to kind of converse with some people, see a number of opinions instead of just you know that one really fancy, really awesome video that sells you on it. You could go to the forums, you could learn a little bit more, you could have a conversation with folks on there. Uh, you could also, if it's not a forum style, because Overland Bound is probably the largest overlanding forum that you can hit up online, it may be more of like a website, right? So it could be like, my website is allthingsoverlanding.com. I've got some trip reviews on there. I've got gear reviews, I've got all that kind of stuff. So uh, while I may not have a forum where you can converse with a number of people that, that engage with all things overlanding, there's definitely information on there. And of course, as most websites have, there's a contact us form. So don't hesitate to reach out to those folks. Um, again, overlanders by nature are extremely helpful. So if you reach out to them, they've got that website to convey that information to you, to share with you, to get people interested in overlanding. They will 99 times out of 100 be more than happy to respond to any questions that you have to be as helpful as they possibly can uh, in you planning your trip. So go that extra mile, go that extra step. When you watch a YouTube video that you really like, you know, like the video, comment on the video, subscribe to the people. That shows them that you really appreciate it. But then go to their website, check that out too, and send a contact form to them and ask them questions. You know, say you guys have all this great experience. I loved the video. I'm curious about this, or you know, I'm coming from XYZ state and I'm going to hit it from this side. Where should I go first? You know, are there any dining options? Are there any trails that are really awesome? Are there any natural sites that I need to check out? You can ask them those questions, and again, I'm sure that they would be more than happy to give you some tips and pointers and advice. So that's another little tip. As for Google too, so it, it takes a little bit of extra work with Google. Um, overlanding trips and things like that by nature a lot of the times they're not that well documented so sometimes you get lucky like I mentioned the Kentucky Adventure Trail um, has a website it has a map file on it it's not the most up-to-date website I'm actually not sure if they still are updating it or if it's from a long time ago uh, but it's still there and there's a lot of good information on it so when you're checking those things out you know do the Google searches but kind of take it with a grain of salt because there's going to be some stuff that you're going to miss and some stuff that may not be on the website or may not be updated. So get as much as you can and then maybe sometimes you can go back to the Facebook pages and say, hey, here's the research I've done. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's my, my plan of attack. Anybody else have any more up-to-date information than this? Um, pay attention to dates on the websites too. So most of the time they'll post things as blogs. And so if the blog is from six years ago, you're going to want to really do some more research and again reach out to some folks on Facebook or hit up that website and see if they're still active and if they'll respond to you to give you some updates on on the content if it's not updated on the website. So don't just take everything as fact when you read it online. You may have to do some other searches or find some other sites that verify or disprove some of that information. Next, I'd like to talk about the National Forest Maps slash websites. Uh, a good example is I recently had a, the, the gentleman that I mentioned earlier, the Happy Wanderlust gentleman, uh, he was out on a trip, and we're Facebook friends, and he posted up a message and just said, hey, you know, other overlanding folks, where can you check on this specific trail that I want to go on? Just I want to make sure there's been some weather out here. I don't have really great internet reception. Could someone just do some research for me and try and figure out if this trail is open? 
so I went online. I started searching for that trail name specifically. I found a the, actually the uh, National Forest Service's site for that trail, and it was actually closed because of some extreme weather that had come through there. So there's a lot of information on there as far as what trails are open, uh, if there are issues on the trail. Uh, most of the times they have maps, obviously, too, on the website. So that's really nice just to be able to download an official map that will show you all of the you know, the fire roads that might run through that area, um, some natural landmarks, things like that. So that's another even further down the funnel way to find and research uh, a trip that you may be getting ready to take. So National Forest Maps also and their websites that are associated with them are great resources, but sometimes the best thing you can do is pick up the phone and call the rangers, you know, call the, the National Forest Service folks and say, hey, I'm planning this trip. Is there anything I need to know? For example, I'm in Indiana, and I took a trip, I guess it was a little over a year ago now. It was a year ago from last December. A winter upper peninsula of Michigan overlanding weekend trip. It was about three days, two nights. And I did not know, I didn't realize until I got really far into my research, that I actually needed to apply for and receive stickers, badges, basically saying that my vehicle was an approved off-road vehicle for Michigan uh, fire trails and things like that. So what actually happened was I was asking about the trip on a Facebook page and someone said, hey, you'll want to check with the National Forest Service to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that you need these stickers. So again, thank you to that person that gave me that piece of advice. Then I just picked up the phone, I gave them a quick call um, and they said, yep, here's all you need to do. Go to this website you know, fill out this information. It's about 20 bucks and we'll send you these stickers in the mail within a week or two, which luckily I gave myself enough time. So when you're planning it, make sure that you're at least a month or more out before you go on a trip, starting to think about those kind of things, because there's definitely a possibility that you may need tags specific to the state if it's not your state that you're already in. So just another piece of advice there, call up the National Forest Service, ask them about the trails, ask them about any requirements. Ask them if there are any different rules uh, than maybe what you're used to, if there's anything specifically that they need to tell you that will help you, you know, ensure that you're not going to get yourself into any trouble on any of these trails. So that's just another little tip there. Keep that in mind. That's another good one. Um, I think I said five things, but I actually have four. So I'm just now realizing that I, I, I overstepped a little bit there. Uh, locals. So that's the, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is locals. Uh, when you're out on a trip, you're going to meet a lot of people. And if you've been on overlanding trips before, if this isn't your first one, you probably already know, but overlanders love to talk to each other. They love to check out each other's rigs and they love to help each other. So it's a very helpful group of guys and gals. So when you're out there and you see someone with a rig with a rooftop tent on it and they're at a diner and you stop by, find out who they are. Well, wait for them out at their truck, not in a creepy way, but, you know, hang out for a little bit and see if you can find out who that is. Talk to them and see if they have any experience in the area. Maybe they've, you know, been on a number of trips out there. Maybe they're from the area. Uh, see if they have any recommendations as far as, you know, places to camp, as far as things to see, as far as food to try out. So that's definitely something that you do not want to overlook is the ability to talk to locals or maybe even other overlanders around. So... Once you're out on the trails too, you're probably going to bump into people. As remote as some of these locations are, there's still going to be campers out there. There are going to be, you know, in my case, I go to Hoosier National Forest quite a bit. On your way out there, there's a number of houses that line 
the gravel roads and stuff that go into Hoosier National Forest. So there are people that live there. There are people that are very familiar with the area and can tell you, you know, go here, check out this place. It's usually flooded. We've had a lot of rain. You might have some water crossings or something cool you could do there. Uh, that kind of stuff. So definitely don't bypass the local connection. All right, guys, so that's all I've got from a tip standpoint as far as how to find overlanding destinations. Uh, I hope it was helpful. Uh, you know, I, I do my best always to try and give you the best content possible. Um, I'm sure you guys, though, have some other ideas and maybe some things that I missed. So if you do, please, you know, like the video and comment down below and tell me what you guys do. What, are, what tips can you give to me and to, you know, the rest of my subscribers that might help them out? And again, also, as you're seeing on this video, post up in the comments and tell me things that you'd like to hear on the next podcast or on the next vlog. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast station, feel free to go to YouTube and search for All Things Overlanding and give me a subscribe on there too. There's a lot of stuff that you know, you'll know you see in the videos that maybe you can't hear through the podcast and vice versa. If you're watching this on YouTube and you want to listen on your way to work tomorrow, that's perfectly fine too. Just go to your favorite podcast channel, search for All Things Overlanding, look for the big tent uh, logo and give me a subscribe and, and some likes on there. So again, I hope that this has been helpful for you guys. I really appreciate you guys checking it out. Uh, as I always say, live, learn, discover, get out there, take a trip, do your research first, watch the YouTube channels, engage with your favorite YouTubers and, and Facebook pages and groups, find out what you can, plan ahead, and have a great trip. So again, thanks for watching. Have a good one. Till next time, this is Fletch, all things overlanding. Take care.